0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass.
1: Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop. I'm talking with Thomas Youngblood from the band Camelot. You've probably seen them several times in seattle but that was before the pandemic uh they have a new live album proving that they are kick-ass live uh i am the empire live at the o13 it's available on napalm records um first off uh, welcome to the show uh how are you doing today how have you been the last few months rather
2: what's happening kevin uh we're doing good actually um considering everything you know normally uh we would be writing at this point so okay. um we're kinda of fortunate compared to a lot of bands that have normally been touring at this at this uh juncture. But um we're doing good. We're we're focusing on writing for the new record and promoting the live uh, C D and D V D Blu-ray and it's been it's been awesome. I mean the response to, to this um to this release has been, you know, beyond my expectation. So it's the timing's obviously really good for it since there's nothing going on. For live shows, and uh, not that we planned it that way, but uh, it's, it's, we're, we're kind of fortunate, I think, in that aspect.
1: Well, that's actually a, a good point. Is I didn't think about it that way. Is like there's no live shows, so if you want an actual like immersive live show, you can buy the Blu-ray or buy the CD and just kind of close your eyes or open them. If you're at the Blu-ray, drink a beer and just you know imagine you're there at a Camelot show, which is as as best as we can do right now which is a positive
2: yeah definitely yeah we tried to we definitely tried to kind of capture that sense of being there whether it's whether it's the audio or the visuals uh and um yeah i mean it's it's tough times for everybody and i i hope that uh for at least you know for camelot fans or fans that are just finding out about the band that this is something that uh that that helps you know
1: Absolutely man so you said that you're kind of in the thick of like recording right now um can you give us a hint as like maybe just a couple uh you know just a couple words as uh what we can expect
2: um well it's uh, it's pretty exciting i mean we've never had this much time to 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 work on new songs probably in the last 10 years yeah. so it's uh cool we had like ideas for 25 different songs but we've whittled that down to like 13, 14 songs. And, uh, so, um, it's a lot of, a lot of good music, I think, you know, and I, I can say that because I'm not writing at all. So it doesn't sound <laughs> <seated>, but, <laughs> um, you know, Tommy, our singer has been writing a lot, our keyboard player, Oliver, uh, and, uh, we've just all been collaborating together on it. It's exciting. We're, we're not sure if it's going to be a concept record yet or not, but, uh, that's stuff that we're talking about right now.
1: Cool, man. Well, I'm stoked to hear it. And, uh, I'm curious about uh, so you know you did mention that it's like hard times for all of us and everything uh, aside from the band uh, you know aside from music and when you're when you're I'm assuming you probably have a lot of or at least more free time now how have you been staying sane as far as like your personal like time and your own are you reading books you you doing uh, art uh, or are you just kind of watching movies what what have you been doing to stay busy and sane?
2: Well I mean I have been working on on new music, but also you know i have i have a family so I've been actually spending a lot of time with family, which i you know more time than i than I normally would, which has been great, yeah and, you know my my kids are into a lot of sports, so I've been doing a lot of things with them in their sports and everything and just being a dad it's been it's been awesome actually um and I think it's been good to kind of recharge my battery so this this whole thing outside of Obviously, the economic and uh, the, the lives that have been lost, uh, the whole thing has, has been kind of good for me in terms of you know you having a little bit of a break. Um, so when things come back around, and we'll probably in mid 2021, whenever, hopefully we can start touring again. It's going to be everybody's going to have their batteries recharged for for
1: the next round. Oh man! And that first like round of shows and those first shows, people are going to be so stoked to see live music.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll. They'll be as stuck as we are because we're, <laughs> we're dying to play again. You
1: know, absolutely, man. I bet. Yeah, that's uh that's going to be awesome. Now, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, maybe like your early days of, of like growing up and what what got you into uh, music. I was curious, like, what was the first like kind of light bulb moment where you heard rock and roll music or you know just music in general, and uh, what was like the first band for you. That did that,
2: yeah, I mean i uh i I moved to Tampa when I was like twelve thirteen and then I mm-hmm. started getting into metal like probably around fourteen fifteen and I like bands like Maiden and uh, priest and then a local band called Avatar, which eventually became sabotage, yeah we used to go see, and they were kind of like the that was the band that I said, okay, they're doing this outside of the u s if I want to start a band, I have I have a good role model here in terms of like they've done it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of used them as my my uh, role model in terms of going, okay, um, you know, obviously musically they, they weren't such a big influence, but just in terms of like being a band from Tampa, that was like huge for me to see that I can do something more than just play at a local bar or something, you yeah? um, know? So that was probably the light bulb moment was kind of seeing this band get signed to Atlantic and then you know, move on from there, you know. It's it, what's happened with sabotage, uh eventually they basically became Trans Siberian Orchestra, really. Um, yeah. But uh see so that was kinda cool. You know, at least that was a great influence. Also Crimson Glory was a big influence on us in the early days since they were also from Tampa. And uh the, and all of those guys in those bands, including Silicon Kick have now really good friends of mine, which is kind of cool.
1: Hell yeah, man. So uh I'm I'm uh curious maybe if you could mention a few albums that made uh like a positive impact on your life growing up.
2: Yeah, I mean uh for sure uh Yngwie's Rising Force was okay. massive to me. Number of the Beast from my from Iron Maiden, uh anything from Queen pretty much uh other than maybe the game. <laughs> um I love Queen growing up, Kansas, bands like that, Rush there's just so much. I mean, I was just soaking all this stuff up as a kid, you know. Uh, or young adult, whatever. But um and I and, and I always encourage even, you know, in my kids as well, is like listen to all kinds of music. Don't just listen to one genre. Mm-hmm. My my, da- my daughter likes the Beatles. She's 17, she likes the Beatles. She likes Louis Armstrong. She likes pop music, AJR. So it's really cool. I think it, it just lends itself to having an open mind about not just music, but you know, life in general.
1: You know, it keeps you well rounded. Um, wh- what was the first time uh, that, you as far as like becoming a guitarist, uh, did your parents buy you a guitar? Did you you save up money to buy yourself a guitar? And what was your first guitar?
2: Actually, it was a, a Christmas present. My cousin worked at a music store here in, in Tampa. I moved to, to Tampa when I was younger because of my uh, uh, father passed away. So I was living with my okay. aunt. Yeah. And and her daughter worked at a music store and that's what I I got I think I was like 14 or 15 I got this guitar and before that I played saxophone and and um, so guitar was way cooler.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: uh and I just it just kind of went from there. I invested in some recording gear back then and a drum machine and pretty much learned a few a few things like Iron Maiden songs but then I started writing writing my own songs so Pretty pretty quickly, and that I think that was, you know, that was the genesis of what what was to come.
1: Right on, man. Okay. Well, um, now that we kind of have a little bit of background, I'm, I, I want a curveball here. What is one album or something that you love that like the average Camelot fan would be surprised that you you're into? <laughs> uh,
2: I really like the latest Avicii record. Uh, okay, it's called Tim, I think. It, it was it was songs that he was working on before he died, mm-hmm. and then the, some collaborators kind of finished it. I, I love that record. Uh,
1: some so that, EDM, that, yeah. I guess
2: that would probably, probably surprise some people, but I mean the chords and the melodies are are there, you know. Regardless of the, I mean, that's what songs are, you know. These chords and vocal melodies. Whether you have like an EDM beat underneath that or a double bass drum beat, yeah, this is a song. And then, but there's something about the I love the way in the chords that he uses on some of his songs.
1: All right, so I, I'm curious. Uh, we all know what they claim was the big four of American thrash metal: Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth. Aside from Camelot, in your opinion, what is the big four of power metal? Aside from Camelot. Or you can include Camelot in there if you if if, if you want.
2: <laughs> Big Four power metal. I, I mean, you got to bring. I, I guess Halloween probably. Um, Stradivarius.
1: Mm.
2: Those two are the only two that come to mind. I'm obviously, I mean, maybe Drag, my buddies in Dragon Force. Um, I can't think of any other bands from that. I'm sure I'm totally missing somebody. Man of war's not power metal to me. They're more okay. like okay. I don't know what you call that. Uh I wouldn't call them power metal. I mean Sabaton is probably power metal, so maybe Sabaton.
1: Fair enough. Well li- let's let's throw Camelot in there for fair measure. <laughs> uh well actually that's a question. Like do you consider if you if you don't consider man of war and you obviously, you know, you you've uh had a lot of experience with this, do you consider Camelot uh a power metal band or do you
2: I I don't actually um, Okay. But we get we get turned that, uh, that that term all the time. So I, I consider Camelot a symphonic um, a symphonic metal band, but we have influences of power metal for sure. Okay. We have progressive influences. We have you know uh, straight rock influences. So um, when I think of straight power metal, though, I mean a band like Halloween, they kind of do their thing, and that's what totally. they do. And there's not much. Um, you know you don't you won't find like a a piano ballad on a Halloween record, I don't think. you know, stuff like that that we do that I think makes us not straight power metal.
1: That's a good point, man. It's good to have that distinction there. so appreciate you kind of breaking that down for me. Um, I got one last question for you, and uh, if you could, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Again, we're talking with Thomas Youngblood from Camelot.
2: Yeah, well, I actually have a scar on my right wrist that was one uh, vein away from my lifeline. I broke, Jesus. I broke broken a glass window when I was 10 years old because I fell on my bike and I went to knock on the door. It was locked and nobody answered the door, so I, I put my fist through it. And almost like a triangle, uh, the glass went straight down and cut my wrist. And blood was all over the, the ceiling of the of the patio. And then we rushed to the hospital and there was towels wrapped around my arm. Goddamn. Like, probably like a foot deep. And you could still see the blood coming through it. I remember that like it was yesterday.
1: That's so brutal. But,
2: that's, 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 but I have a lot of scars, so that's, that's one of them.
1: <laughs> can you still see it pretty uh, pretty prevalently?
2: Oh, yeah. You can still see the scar on my wrist. This has
1: been Metal Shop's Backstage pass.